Hello, and welcome to Inclusionomics, a podcast that provides tools to all women who are challenged with finding or having access to positions of power. We help you navigate the path to being seen, being heard, and being included. Everyone is welcome here. It is an inclusion podcast after all, and we hope that you're here for all of that. Your hosts are Stacey Gordon, Philae Thatch, and Lisa Gates, and today we're going to get to know Lisa a little better. Yay, Lisa. Yay, Lisa. Hello there. Hey, Lisa. (laughs) All right, Lisa, you're in the hot spot now. I I am. I'm right here. Here I am. (laughs) What do you want listeners to know about you? Wow, you know, that is a question that so many of my clients get when they're in the interview process that gives them pause, and I'm always helping them write scripts to answer that question, so now I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants. Um, You know, I, I think what I want people to know is how transformational learning to negotiate really is. And this was an unexpected realization on my part. Uh, I had started my career working as, as a leadership coach and working with women who, were, who are on the rise and trying to move up in their organizations and in their careers. So that was often a very transformational process. But when I added negotiation coaching to the mix, uh, it was almost as if, you know, a lightning rod had just, you know, stepped into the space and, and open, you know, parted the waters because there was so much power in, in learning to move past that hesitation, just that little hesitation, just being able to ask and then asking in a really credible, powerful, positive way. So, you know, people can still come through the door of um, the coaching door and work with me for several months, sometimes a year, and an opportunity arises uh, for a promotion or a new role, that kind of thing. Or it happens the opposite direction where somebody has um, a counter offer they want to negotiate or they want to prepare for the interview process, that kind of thing. And we strategize that whole process and then I might stay with them. They might hire me to work with them to hit it out of the park the first 90 days or so. Um, But what was always kind of shocking to me is sometimes the seemingly little things um, that transform their results. So something as simple as being able to understand how to respond to pushback without doubling down and defending themselves, right? You know, those little tactics, Uh, very minor, small things. Um, And so over the years, I stopped being so academic about negotiation Mm. and started to just be very human about it. Like what's in your way? What bothers you? What do you find difficulty in? Okay, all right, got it. Let's move past this by 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 making this easy for you. We're not going to make this complex, even though some negotiations are pretty complex. Um, to settle people's nervous systems down 
in such a way that they arrive at the table or the phone call or the Zoom call with confidence and, and security, safety, a feeling of, I got this. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think that's part of what we talk about, right? What we want people to get out of this podcast is they wanna, we want them to walk away with, I got this. So how, yeah. what would you say that inclusionomics means to you? Mm. Well, specifically with the work I do, like I just described, these two ends of the spectrum, what it means to me is each individual woman who gets the results that she intends to get changes her pocketbook, her family's pocketbook, what's possible in her life as a result of having more money. So it's really not the having of money. It's what money, money can provide Um, a vacation that you haven't been able to take for three years or, you know, um, uh, something like that. Um, But also how, what inclusionomics means as more women are uh, move, move into positions that they really want, they get promoted, they get included, uh, that that transforms that business as well. That transforms the potential revenue results, productivity results, their reputational value, all of that. So having more women at the table, as we know, um, uh, changes business results. And I can't remember what that figure is. What is it? You might remember that if there were equity across all job sectors in the American economy, it would drive something like $400 billion a year. It would put $400 billion a year into the economy. Yeah, it's a pretty large number somewhere around there. It could be 200, but it's in the billions. Right. I mean, I think, you know. Yeah, or take a billion. It's. (laughs) (laughs) When you get up into the billions, it's kind of mind numbing. So, and I always think, you know, what what could we do as people um, with 400 billion extra dollars? There are a lot of problems we could solve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There sure are. What would you say um, when you're like, what are, what are some of the issues that show up for women um, that they have the hardest time getting over? Mm, all of them. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 the, the most, you know, when you get beyond, you know, building a strategy and, and helping people understand how to navigate uh, the negotiation conversations, that's, that's one thing. But the most persistent problems that show up are those um, garden variety paper cut versions of uh, bias. And so it's not being included at the table or the right table, not having a hand in strategy development, not um, being, being introduced or, or given access to people in positions of powers stakeholders, that kind of thing, all the way down to those little relational things with your coworkers. Something that so often came up, uh, comes up with, with my clients is I, for some, for whatever reason, I have a lot of clients in, in tech and who are marketing people in tech. 
in various capacities. And they're doing presentations with for new business, with clients. And one of the things that comes up a lot is my presentation partner, a man, is always interrupting me when I'm presenting my piece. Um, what do I do about that? Uh, or they just completely take over my piece and finish out the presentation. Yeah. And so it's about navigating those kinds of conversations and coming up with strategies for what I call naming the elephant and, and not letting those moments pass because we're afraid and we're tiptoeing around the relationship. We're right. tiptoeing around the bias. So those are things that just are. So is that, are you saying that's where those are some of the inclusion type issues that show up in your work? Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, you know, I look at all of those things as, as inclusion issues or challenges. Um, The person who's been passed over for promotion for the third time and finds that there's no place for her. Right. Or, it keeps being told, yeah, we would like to give you a raise, but it's just not in the budget or you're not doing a good enough job. I, 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 I see that, that, that there are filters of bias that are possibly going on. We don't know, always want to be saying, hey, that's a really biased thing to say. And not promoting me is, is um, demonstrating your lack of inclusion. I would never recommend that. <laughs> but I think it's important to ask yourself, is that operating? Is right. it operating? Is it showing up? So Lisa, as an HR professional, I've had so many employees come to my office or even call me now. Uh, just recently, a, a week ago, I, you know, people calling me to navigate how to deal with their boss. And, you know, one situation, she's reporting to a really powerful person and it just seems unnegotiable. Um, how do you deal with those situations? Like if they can't negotiate the situation within the workplace, um, how do you, I'm just yeah. kind of. Well, this is, this is a bit tactical, this answer, but I think that what we, you know, we, uh, what I teach is interest-based negotiation, which is really trying to understand the needs, wants, preferences, goals of the other person mm-hmm. and to teach people how to, ask for what they want as something that maps or ties to that person's goals, needs, and wants. So it's not just about me asking for what I need because I deserve it and I'm wonderful. It's really about, you know, the the business case for what you're asking for. So if that difficult boss who's, who's very powerful um, it's one thing, you know, not to get a listening or even a hearing, but I think people have to learn how to translate their requests into benefits for the other person. Wow. Well, Lisa, this is, our listeners are going to, I definitely need to learn more about how to negotiate as, you know, negotiating contracts and projects. So our <laughs> listeners are just going to have to keep getting to know you and Stacey <laughs> and myself better to learn how to navigate these situations. So yeah. thank you so much. This was really great information. I'm so glad that our listeners got to hear a little bit more about Lisa. And, um, you know, we will be, there are two other episodes that will allow you to hear about the hosts of this podcast. And we hope that you will tune in. 
Thanks again, Lisa. You're welcome. You have been listening to Inclusionomics with Lisa Gates, Philae Thatch, and Stacey Gordon. Visit inclusionomics.net to subscribe and download.